Welcome to the Faithful Dads Podcast, a conversation between three new dads thinking through how we can do a faithful job of parenting these little people God has entrusted to us. I heard you were impersonating my voice. <laughs> For so long, to the point where Kathy said, Jared, oh. stop. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to, hey, I was trying to get it to say what your name was, but B, I was trying to change it. Really? Yeah. So you wouldn't have a bar of it? It, wouldn't have, it was like, I don't recognise your voice. Uh, Please check the voice settings. I was like, damn it, Google. Smart. Mm. And if you got bitten on the neck by a dog and then you couldn't use Google anymore because your voice had changed. It was a roundabout <laughs> way of getting to imagine if your voice changed. <laughs> nice. Yep. Imagine if you had a, a neck injury. <laughs> And Google could not recognise your voice any longer. Where would you be? You'd be like, hey, Google. That's what you'd probably sound like, I reckon. A dog beat me <laughs> A dog beat my nipple once. Really? Yes. I was climbing a peppercorn tree and I was abseiling out of it. You know that awkward stage where you're abseiling, have like your legs are only just on the ground, but you're still held mostly by the rope. Yes. And so you're trying to walk your legs underneath yourself. I got attacked, bitten on the nipple. At that point? Yes. Defenseless. The most vulnerable. <laughs> Were you shirtless? Abseiling position. I don't know. Was it just... I was young. Was it a big dog or... It was my Labrador. <laughs> Family Labrador. I mean, it's... Pretty basic physics. <laughs> yep. If you were a Bible character, which one would you be? Is Jared a Bible character? Is that a biblical name? Or no? I feel like there's a... It's not spelled like Jared. And I think... Like it's J-A-R-E-D from Emily. Memory. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just had a coffee as well. Uh, from memory, there is a Jared, uh, but it's J-A-R-E-D, not double R-O-D. So, um, and I'm pretty like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's uh, like I think he's somewhere in. Uh, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, is that the one you choose? No. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. This is faithful, Chris. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it. There's, there's people like uh, Simeon in the second chapter of Luke. Um, it talks about he's, you know, being told that he won't die until he sees the Messiah come and Jesus is brought into the temple that day and, and he basically grabs Jesus and he says to God, like, you can, like, let your servant die now. Like, you've done what you've promised. Like, that's such a cool, like, moment. Like, A, that he's got that with, like, it says that the Holy Spirit was on him and, like, to have that moment of, like, this is him, like, even as a child or, like, toddler, I don't know the exact ages of, you know, Jesus at the time. But, um... Oh, actually, I think it says that he may be young because I think it mentioned circumcision right before that. Um, but, yeah, just that moment of, like, this child 
we'll grow up and be our saviour. Like, that seems like such a cool moment to have. Um, I also really like Andrew, the disciple. Like, I feel like he's just a... I feel like he's sort of overlooked a lot, but I feel like he often, like, tries things and it doesn't work, but his first response is always go to Jesus, and that's one of my favourite things about him. Like, like when he tries to heal the or drive out a demon and doesn't work and basically the, the father of the, you know, demon-possessed child says to Jesus, like, your, you know, your disciple tried to send out a demon and didn't work. And Andrew's just like, yep, couldn't do it. What do you reckon? Like, where do we go from here? And I think as well, being, you know, one of the 12, that'd be pretty cool. So, yeah. Josh? Well... Obviously, you want to be Paul. You can never be like Jesus. No, not really. I wouldn't choose Jesus. Really? Yeah, I just don't know. I would well, stuff I'm... it up if I was Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> you're Jesus. Yeah, but you're gonna go through the whole, you know, being tortured and dying on the cross. You yeah, would imagine just knowing God that well. Oh man. Like, imagine the unity. Yeah. Oh, so maybe Adam. Adam. Mm. For those, like, three days. <laughs> <laughs> Circa. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right You're right about Jesus, but then you've still got that moment of, like, complete agony of separation from God as well. Yeah, but would you prefer to be Jesus and have, like, oh, I forgot how to say this, <laughs> but it's like... You would really know God and you would really mm. be God and you would really, like, get to exist in all those powers. So are you choosing Jesus? No. <laughs> and I honestly feel like the trade-off of dying is not really... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who aren't watching the podcast, <laughs> Josh just did air quotes around dying. Continue. <laughs> Pretty good character to play. Jesus. I think I'd choose Solomon. Yeah. yeah. And not for the reasons you may think. Solomon was the rich one. The wisdom. He? Yeah. The concubines. No. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did have concubines. Is that why you want to play him? Not for those reasons, no. No, I, I think having that sort of wisdom and being renowned as someone... Who is wise? And mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that thought, and he was a pretty cool dude. He built built the temple mm. for Jesus as well. God, yeah. Mm. I mean, there are yeah. Either okay, since Jared had two, either that or the guy who the lame guy who was lowered on the mat through mm. the roof. That guy. Just because I think he's you know, um, his faith healed him. I just. I'm not sure whether me, myself, would have that sort of faith. But he did, so much so that he was healed. And imagine, like, not being able to walk the majority of your life, and then all of a sudden you're, like, walking. Pretty cool story to have. You could just... Yeah. You could also just tell that story to people. <laughs> That's true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't walk till I was 28. <laughs> And here I am. Went through a roof, healed. 
So your character, Josh? Well, as a Josh, it would have to be Joshua. Mm. I like him because he's like, one, got to like live under Moses, the great Moses, and like be his predecessor. And two, like I know he has his faults, but he's always like hailed as like the hero of the Israelites almost, like you're only one with enough faith. Tess says I have a hero complex. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really just leaning into that. <laughs> then I think I would dress up like Braveheart. <laughs> they may take our women. I actually don't know what the line is. <laughs> <laughs> freedom. freedom. <laughs> and I'll land, but they'll never take. <laughs> no, they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. <laughs> and women. <laughs> You have the best Scottish accent. Yeah, I think it's just a high pitch <laughs> my talking. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. I was just thinking as well, the thief on the cross. <sighs> now, is that because he got to live a complete life of sin? And- no, like, I just think, like, what a cool moment to, I mean, what a terrifying moment to be there, like, watching everything happen. While Jesus is on the cross and like then have Jesus say to you, like, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Like that's a big like moment. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good points. Yep. So church. Yes. I've been giving it some serious consideration. Yeah, Tim and I even talked about this. Oh, nice. So I thought, I thought it would be good to clarify what church, what is church, just because I think a lot of people have or can potentially have different views about what church is, and I thought mm-hmm. we would discuss what we're talking about. That mm-hmm. church is. Does that make sense? So, what would you define the church as? So, in the first part of Romans. Romans 16, verse 5, the first part of that, Paul says, Greet also the church that meets at their house. So that gives you the impression that um, that, that church isn't a building, but a gathering of people. Um, so if you want to explore that further, you can check out the origin of the Greek word church. Um, Ephesians 1, 22 to 23 says, and this is talking about Jesus, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So the church is the body of Christ, of which Jesus is the head. So it's not a building. Mm -hmm. It's the body of Christ, of which Jesus is the head. Um, And the body of Christ is made up of um, all believers in Jesus Christ. It's made up of people that you do get along with and people that you don't get along with, people who you're naturally drawn to, people who you're not naturally drawn to. It's made up of all sorts, of all different sorts of people. Um, Church is where believers can fully apply the body, in inverted commas, principles of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about encouraging, teaching, building one one another up, in the knowledge of grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that 
the encouraging, the teaching and the building each other up in the knowledge, that's what happens in church. Do you guys have anything to add to that of what church is? I feel like that's a good de- definition mm. of what church does. Yeah, okay. Like, I think the, the, the elephant in the room is that, you know, church is not just a building on Sunday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's going to be like, well, come to a Sunday. Mm. But it means, like, what is church? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think that's what that looks at. Like your Romans 6, so you said? Romans 16, verse 5. Yeah. Greet also the church that meets mm. at their house. Mm. Yeah, I think church is more a gathering of people than a building around those people. Like, for those of you who don't know, hi listeners, uh, the three of us go to the same church. Uh, it is not in a church hall. It is in a school hall. Uh, it is not defined by the building that we meet in. So if we were meeting in someone's house 2,000 years ago, if we were meeting in someone's house today, if we are meeting at a, you know, 200-year-old church hall, if we were meeting in a 50-year-old school hall, if we were meeting in a purpose-built five-year-old Mega church. Mm. As long as the word of God is being preached faithfully to a community of believers, sounds like church to me. Mm. So church is more a verb, more a doing word, than a noun. Because you can have like you can have that is a church and mm. point at a building that is a church mm. as a noun. But then you can say I would. I would argue that what we are doing now is church. We are churching. What we're doing now is church yeah. as a verb. Yep. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, we went over three or more gathered together. Hmm. Yep. Is that why there's... You asked both of us, like... Because if it was just two of us, it wouldn't be church. Yeah, maybe not. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why it's three or more. Like why it specifically says when three or more gather together, the Spirit of the Lord is present. Like I wonder whether it's because two can get themselves on a tangent, mm. where it's like with three it's less likely. Well, there's someone who is potentially knowledgeable. Yeah. Don't know. Put that on the two ask yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and flies. <laughs> why are there flies? Do you want to answer that? Yeah. Same as mosquitoes. Yeah, mosquitoes, I don't know, but flies, like, break down a whole lot of stuff. I think there were no flies. There'd be garbage and rubbish everywhere. Physics. Is that a Chris factor? Is that... <laughs> is that... You can't just say physics. Listen, I'm getting bullied again. Also, when I left... On Monday morning, we were having breakfast. That was just because I was running late for something. But Ted rang me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She was like, okay, you just left and you seem kind of angry. And I was like, oh, I'm like, fine. But I was just like, I better say something on like Tuesday to you guys. Sweet? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, done. No worries. Yeah. This is what you think like. I always cracked it again. 
Princess Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna, weren't going to tell him we call him that. <laughs> and then go home and say, what's my name? Princess. <laughs> it's in your voice. <laughs> what's my name? I do not recognise his voice. <laughs> what's my name? Yep, that's my voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are there any Bible verses that you want to put forward about this topic of church? Well, I mean, I think it's like it's an interesting idea because I think church, well, like Bible verses around church because I think a lot of it, uh, like the modern everyday definition for a lot of people, I think will have changed. Like, you know, for, for if you ask I would say nine times nine times out of ten, if you asked people on the on the street what's church, they would point to the closest church building. Whereas, you know, two thousand years ago, church gathering together in a home, like saying the gospels, like reading these letters sent to you by Paul, Peter, etc. Um. So I don't think there's any like your church must be this big and catered to exactly these needs. But I think like the whole book of Ephesians, I think, is just a strong reminder of like the importance and the the need and the role of the church body. And so I think there's a ton of stuff in there. Um, but like when when you sent through the message, Chris, the first one that came to my mind uh, was Hebrews 10 uh, in verse 25 and just says, do not give up meeting together. Um, and I think like that's such a, like just keep going, like gathering together. Um, and like, you know, because it talks about in, in verse 24, like consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and like meeting up to do that, like, I think that idea of church as a place to encourage, to build up, to feed into one another, that's such a, yeah. I thought about Ephesians as well, mm-hmm. just because we've been doing Ephesians yeah. at church and how prominent that is in my mind at the moment. Um, Ephesians has really highlighted to me the importance of doing church, so mm-hmm. I think reading through this book, or even watching the eight-and-a-half-minute video of the Bible Project is pretty good. That's a good move. Um, you know, very briefly, it talks about the diversity of the church, talks about how this is important, why churching is important, how to do it the right way, and good instructions for Christian living. So I thought um, Ephesians was probably a good place to go, good place to start as to mm-hmm. what and why is church yeah. So, what has being a faithful dad got to do with church? Or what, if, what is church and being a faithful dad? What Do they have any connection? Or what is it, if there is? We're commanded together, the Christian brothers and sisters, <coughs> into, to worship and fellowship. I think like I was talking to my grandmother the other day. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I guess she's my grandmother. I'll just call her Nana. 
But yeah, I was talking to Nelly the other day, and she was saying, like, she said that through raising all of her children, she she doesn't think she heard a sermon in 20 years, but she said, kids don't remember what you say, they remember what you do. And so it was important to be in mm-hmm. church every Sunday to show them that this is what we do if we love God. Sure. I just thought it was like a really deep, like long-term, yeah, 20-year slog. Hard going. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can be a good dad without being, like a good dad is in, you know, just the general overall term, without being a Christian and without going to church. I think as Christian dads, like there is a commandment for us to lead our families, and part of that is in setting the the spiritual climate of our homes. And I think going to church is such a big mm. part of that, like setting that sort of expectation, like having that as part of your routine and it just being, or well, not just being something that you do, but something that you are involved in. And So you're talking about the Sunday meeting. Well, like, yeah, I think that's that's important. And obviously things will come up and things will, you know, things will happen. But, yeah, I think it's important to belong to a church, to not just mm. – because, I, yeah, I, you know, you need to be known deeper than just surface level. And if you're – for people to, you know, to encourage and feed into you and, you know, to have those meaningful – relationships and discussions that we're told to have like you need to be I think part of a church community whether that's 30 people in a house or you know as part of a much bigger gathering I think yeah that's that's part of the I suppose call of being a faithful dad is is doing church yeah I don't think you can be a faithful dad without Jesus and going to church helps us because it makes us better followers of Jesus. Um, I was listening to Rumor FM, I think it was yesterday, and there was a really good um, little sermon on there. They have like lots of bits and pieces that they put on there, and one of them is um, Focus on the Family, where they talk about Dr. James Dobson. <laughs> I couldn't tell you his name. What? No, really? Is that him? Yeah, it's always focus on the family with Dr. James Darcy. There you go. I think he was the last person to interview Ted Bundy before he was killed. Yeah, right. It's bizarre. Oh, there's a lot of true crime. <laughs> anyway. So, they have um, an Australian branch of that. But there is, yeah, the focus on the family, the American uh-huh. branch of that. And this is what they play on Reboot. It was an American pastor, but he was talking about um, how to have fun with your family. And I only caught the last bit of it, but the last bit of it, he was talking about church. And he says, he said, you've got to make the right relationships right. Mm. So that in your life, you've got to make the right relationships right. And he was saying the most loving thing that you can do for your kids is get your relationship with Jesus right. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing that you can do. So by going to church and getting to know Jesus better that way and doing his work and interacting with his people and having all those, you know, becoming more like Jesus, Mm. 
that's the best thing that you can do for your kids. And I definitely think that's a huge part of being a faithful dad. And I think that's definitely an important part of being a faithful dad. So how did you do church before kids? As in, when I ask that, I'm asking about the Sunday gathering, mm-hmm. but I suppose that could overarch yeah. just church in general, as in meeting with other believers. How did you do church? church? Yeah. What did it look like before kids? Well, for me uh, and Kathy, obviously, um, I mean, it depends how far back you want to go. As a child, I didn't go to church. That's what happens when uh, you don't grow up going to church. Um, so when you when you don't grow up going to church, you, do. you don't go to church as, as a, a child. child. Yeah. Um, but Kathy and I, uh, we were part of the evening gathering on Sunday uh, afternoon. So we were part of the night church. Um, we were fairly... Uh, regularly involved in serving at night church in some aspect. Uh, so I would get up and pray. Um, occasionally I would lead the service. Um, Kathy would pray. Uh, Kathy and I also did cooking uh, for meals that we did there. Um, and then in a wider sense, uh, I looked after a discipleship group of uh, younger guys with one of our um, pastors and uh, also like our youth group um, was leading that uh, and home group on a Wednesday night. Just involved in that as one of the leaders. So has um, much changed now that you've had a child? Uh, I mean, same? a lot has changed in the sense that we now go to the 8.30 service, so the, the first service. A.M.? A.M., yes, not p.m. No, thank you. Um, and we still lead at the youth group. Uh, and currently I'm not on the roster for this term, but that's because we sort of switched after the roster for the 8.30 service was done. Um, and that was just a sort of a, a decision that we made that <clears throat> given the age that Hallie is at, um, I mean, there was, a, there was a bunch of things that were making it more difficult to go to f- night church in that we were basically pushed the time um, to get home to put Hallie to bed so we weren't able to stay back and have those conversations and, and you know, catch up with people. Um, and it was just this sort of awkward time and, and all those things. But, like, bigger reasoning was... You know, in the long term, the fact that we can, like now that we're at 830 church, we can stay back, have bigger conversations, um, you know, get to know people who are sort of in a similar life um, stage as us. Um, we also thought that there was a probably a, a need for uh, like Kathy and I to step up to some serving roles at, at the morning service. Um, and uh, like in terms of once Hallie's a bit older, she'll be able to go to uh, 
Sunday school and things like that. So there's just some some real benefits there that as a, a young family, um, that would be really good. We also get to see Kathy's parents because they go to that one. So, What about for you, Josh? Um, so we're still at the same service, but my work's probably a bit full on to father well and run a business and run a home group. And so I think one of the things that we've lost since having Margot has been just my ability to, like, lead a home group anymore that, man, I just feel robbed of that, hey, like, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that you two, like, have, like, been able to do it and continue to do it, like, it's such a blessing. <laughs> very, very grateful. But I think, like, I think it's just changed. Like, you lose your ability to, to listen with just ease for whatever's being said. Like, I think there's always, like, an eye and part of your heart watching someone else, like, making sure they're right or... Oh, as a leader? <clears throat> no, just, like, in church. Yeah, okay. Like, watching your little one. Oh, right. Know, yep. Muck about and drop a Bible and tip over a cup of water. And, mm. Like, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, like, you just lose that ability to... To focus. There. I think that's probably been the biggest change since Mungy Dog. What we found really great is Croche. Because Hugo's out in Croche. <laughs> so I'm mm. able to focus on whatever's going on in church, which is so cool. Mm. Croche is a huge, <laughs> a huge blessing to, to us, I think. And I, mm. always, I always make sure I thank the ladies. So oh, thanks very much. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. No worries. Mm. Which is really nice. Mm. I'm, I'm just really grateful that, like, <laughs> over the last couple of months, I've just really started to love worship. Like. You've been singing? <laughs> <laughs> just like, I cannot stop singing the songs when I get home. I think about them like. Through the week. It's been a real joy, <laughs> but for anyone that knows me, knows my, my opposition to heaven was all the singing. <laughs> but I'm just so grateful to God that I've, like, I've lost, like, you know, not that God's taken it away from me, but it's just like that stage of life where you lose your ability to, like, focus deep on a sermon. But, man, you can really just feel the song mm. and, and sing and... Get lost in the worship, yeah. Yeah, and just, like, hold your daughter so, you know, like, you don't even have to look at her because you know she's right. And you could just, like, enjoy something. Like, you don't have to, you know, manage or focus or... Anyway, yeah, I'm just really grateful to God for that change of heart since I was looking for a church that had no singing. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we should probably institute singing as part of home group then. Oh, I I honestly was thinking if this podcast Chris tries to make us sing, I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'll take that good song out. <laughs> so is that why you bring a knife to the podcast? Yeah, I haven't today. <laughs> so I don't think we're thinking we could sing tonight. I think yeah, you turn. Come by, Anyway. <laughs>
Oh, man. So, yeah, we did. We were doing the 5.30 service. Um, I was doing some leading um, and also doing Sunday school in the mornings. Um, since having had Hugo, we've moved to the 10.30 service. Um, mainly AM. AM, 10.30 AM, correct. Uh, mainly because... <laughs> Not the vampire service. <laughs> <laughs> the count. <laughs> One, uh, uh, uh. Sorry, I got bit by a spider today. And then, like, I was like, oh, get off me. I flicked it off. And then I was having lunch and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'm unaffected otherwise. I would have done that without being bitten by a spider. Sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't part of the show. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not watching the podcast, uh, at lunch, Josh was making Spider-Man gestures. Shall we say that? Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> just. Just <Jess. Jess> <laughs> For those of you not watching the podcast, uh, Josh at lunch was making Spider-Man gestures because he was bitten by a spider. At lunch. At lunch. But it also said you would have been doing that regardless of the spider. Yeah, I don't think that silly action was because of the spider bite. Huh. It was just funny to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> then my sister was like, when you think about actual spider webs actually come out of their butthole, it makes it weirder to throw a person <laughs> trying to be a spider. I was like, that makes so much sense. True. Yeah, anyway, anyway let's not dive no, anyway. any deeper into that. We're all kind of Spider-Man. <laughs> Short range. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Be careful <laughs> that conversation. <laughs> you don't even go there. <laughs> so, we do 10.30 church, a.m., <laughs> mainly because I think it would be a struggle for us to get out of the house by 8.30. Hugo goes to creche, which is um, really great. He goes out for the main part of church. Um, I drop him off and collect him from this. Uh, we then do morning tea. And his grandparents are also there as well. So she takes him, his grand takes him at the end of the service during morning tea time. So that frees me up as well. Um, and then we'll head home for nap time after that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so what is hard about churching now, having had kids? What's hard? So I find for us, when creche is not on, like during the school holidays, Mm. Yeah, trying to wrangle Hugo. He's just not the sort of kid that is going to... At this point in his life, I think there's definitely learning to do, but, mm. um, you know, to sit down and listen and talk in a mm. low voice or be occupied by mm. something quietly for the time of the sermon. So, once again, praise the Lord. His um, grandparents are there. <coughs> His grandmother, who loves spending time with him so much, she's like, it's a girl thing in the parents' room. And the sermon, you can hear the sermon in the parents' mm. room. I mean, I, I would happily do that, but, you know, she loves it, so that still frees us up. But I do wonder how that's going to go for us in the future. Mm. And there are times when his grandparents aren't there, so mm. um, one of us has to do it, which is fine. It's just working that out. Mm. So that that's probably a hard thing. I also think... As you know, Josh mentioned before, having that at the at least at the end of the service, having that conscious where's Hugo, I still have to have my eye on him, trying to have a meaningful conversation with someone, 
but you I'll just hang on a second mm. people understand like it's not it's not an issue but um, I think yeah trying to mm. teach you go where is okay to go where's not okay to go all those just regular parenting things that takes yeah. you away from doing church maybe mm. at your full capacity I think that's probably what's hard before I had a kid I did not understand and you know, I thought it was really rude like genuinely, like when I was talking to someone and they would constantly be looking away or like talking to a kid or just walking off to try and find like I was really didn't like it. Yeah. And I thought they could not be bothered to have a conversation. Like, do you know what I mean? I do. But now I have a kid, I'm like gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> That whole perspective shift. Yeah. I, I think I was the same too. In not just in church situations, but at like yeah. other places. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like a friend of mine, before she had kids, they were at a cafe with her sister, and her sister's kids were like playing up, like screaming and stuff. And she was like, "Can you ask your kids to be quiet?" She was like, "I am." And she's like, "We're at a cafe." <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah. Right. <laughs> she was like, now I've got kids. I thought that was pretty rude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like, to echo what you said before, like, it is, it is difficult to give you full attention to a sermon while your child is slowly losing their mind because they're just getting to that sort of time of the day where they're like, ah, mm. I've been up long enough that I know that I'm starting to get, you know, a little bit tired, a little bit hungry and trying to balance those things and, um, you know, not using, not just using your baby as an excuse to just switch off to God's word. Um and I think as well, like I was talking to Kathy about this and, and she said it's probably more for, well, she she said probably more for mums <clears throat> because it, I think it, it, it is more mums up the back with their babies, you know, get up with their baby, walk up the back so, as, so they can walk around and not distract everyone else. But like not just then bumping into another mum or another parent and just you know, having a conversation up the back yeah. that takes you away from... You know, what, what you're doing. Um, but in saying, in saying <clears throat> that, you're up the back and you're maybe not as fully invested in the sermon. But I think, I think what I thought you were going to say was that, you know, you bump into another parent and you have that fellowship together, mm. which is good. Yeah. Which is maybe better than half listening to a sermon. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what, mm. but, you know, part of doing churches is yeah. that fellowship, fellowship together and... Um, getting alongside each mm. other and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, look. Just a thought. Yeah. Um, oh, I was just gonna say I'm I'm not up the back usually, so I can't judge. And look, I think it's I think it's mostly mums to a certain age. Mm-hmm. But there are like I remember there were times when I was, you know, mm. with Hugo mm. as a baby, rocking him. I've seen other dads yeah. doing the in the pram, mm. rocking to sleep yeah. sort of thing. But you know, as you do say, mums, you know, can breastfeed or can have mm. that motherly yep. that is going to settle the child like no one else can. So, um, 
Yeah. I think also, like, picking up your tantruming child and taking them up the back is also very loving mm. for those around oh, yeah. you. Yeah. And if it's not, like, loving directly for those around you, and you've got to be sure your spouse, like, is stoked. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, often, like, I'll be the one that grabs Margaret and we go up the back and, and we poke the pictures and and we play with the cups on the table. <laughs> and then it just means to just, like... <laughs> Can turn off for a minute. Yeah. And it, it's, Tomorrow, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like this two-pronged thing with, <clears> like, <throat> one... Tear knows Margot's safe mm. and with like the next safest person to it being her. And two, she can just sit and listen. Yeah. Like mm. I think it's just like a really easy way to love your wife. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um oh, I was just gonna add sorry. The other thing that I I don't know if I ironically find harder than my baby being there is when someone else has my baby and it's not Kathy or I. Like, I I have to stop myself from spending the whole time almost sat backwards watching to make sure she's all right. Like, that is something I struggle with majorly. Is that someone that you have given the baby to or that they've said, hey, can I hold your baby? Both. Like, if, you know, the other week, Kathy went up with Hallie up the back and she came back and sat down without Hallie. And I was like, where's Hallie? And she's like, no, like someone else. Because, you know, they're going to the next service. Like they offered to take her. Like she's heard this. She's heard like because we had a guest pass. So she's like, she spent all week with him and she's heard this sermon before. So she said, she'd take Hallie. I was like, okay. And then just slowly turned around. <laughs> and then every five minutes turned around. And I'm like, she's fine. Like. You can hear her, like, if you sort of listen in enough, like, she's pretty, if something's gone wrong, she'll let you know. But, yeah, not just being a helicopter parent, I suppose. Long range, but. (laughs) Man, I reckon there'd be, like, one or two people at church I would not feel comfortable with. But the rest of them, I'm just like, if you can, (laughs) go for it. Oh, like, it's. I do not think about it after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'm in the same boat. If someone's decided, said, can I hold Hugo? Sure. Or if someone, I would only give them to someone who I feel comfortable to say, here, can you have Hugo? I'm going to switch off, you know, and then go off and do something. But yeah, I'll, I'll switch mm-hmm. off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really doesn't bother me. But on that point... Um, Still love him. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I do love Margo. I love Hugo more though. Mm. Yeah. I think the other great thing about doing church is that your kids get to interact with other mm. people. Um, the guy, the guy, Steve, who did the sermon on mm. Sunday, said one of the best things he did as a dad was to bring his kids to church and introduce them to he was referring to the congregation, whichever one it was, and introduced to you guys. Mm. Um, just the impact that different people have had on his kids' lives. You know, your mum and dad can say something to you till they're blue in the face, mm. but if it comes from someone else, mm. they're going to listen to it. So, you know, those sort of positive speakers mm. into those lives and how much they've impacted his kids' lives. So I think that's the same with 
you know, my family, my small family so far, I think the awesome thing, one of the you know awesome things about church is that Hugo will get to interact with so many different people, so many people that aren't me mm. that can then have that influence, have that impact on him in a positive mm. way. So I think that's a really... Yeah, yeah it's... Um, and I think like, I think that is such an important thing that that my child's experience of church isn't just Kathy and I and maybe her grandparents like but it that sort of like the the <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. So let's um <laughs> So you play werewolf till midnight last night, didn't you? Um <laughs> the like the need for me to turn around and check my baby is a hundred percent my anxiety for my child. Like I trust the people that she's with and a hundred percent, I wouldn't give it to someone that I was like, eh, maybe not. Um, but I think it's more my anxiety about not being right there with her. Like if, if she's on the same row with us or like the row behind me with someone else, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, I am within arm's reach of my baby. But as soon as, like, so Kathy's dad, he knows a lot about brain things. And he talks about kids develop a, like, a circle of security. And so it's a, a range that they will go to knowing mum or dad is still within this range and therefore everything is safe. And I think that somehow I've, like, I don't know, Pavlov's dogged myself in oh, having yeah. a circle of security for my own child I don't know it's weird <laughs> anyway again 100% my anxieties but yeah I think it is still important that A my child gets to experience the wider church community but also other people get to see my child growing up and spend time with her mm. yeah nice because you never know who in church has like lost a baby or has never been able to. Yeah. And the like there's some like some of the there's like a group that come to night church that are from a rehab centre. And a lot of them really love Marco. Mm. And I'm you know, quite happy like while I can mm. see her. Yeah. Have them like play with her yeah. and so I mean like I don't know who's got kids taken off of mm. Yeah. Like, I think there's just such a broader range mm. of, like, stewarding, not your assets, but, like, well, your affection and your time. Mm. So, there's a guy at Night Church, Aaron. He, like, oh, would have been a couple of months ago now, like, asked to hold Hallie. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, I just never considered Aaron to be a baby person. And he was doing the full, like, conversation with Hallie, like, and I was like, this is... Not what I expected from Aaron. Like, just didn't expect him to be interested in babies. But he was like, and he's like held up like multiple times after that. And it's just the fact that he's like, I wouldn't have been like, do you want to hold my baby? Yeah, no, I would have thought he'd be yeah. like, like, yeah, like sort of hi, baby, at a distance. But no, he was, he was like, cool, a baby. It's a heaps fun. Nice. Like, oh, good. Whoa. <laughs> So my last question is, has doing church changed since becoming a dad? I feel like I have asked that question already, but it's just... All the questions were like pretty... Yeah. Like in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. 
maintaining the memory. So I think for us, um, church has definitely changed. Doing church, um, being the Sunday meeting or the Wednesday home group or if Jen's meeting up with different ladies or I'm coming out, you know, tonight, it's definitely changed the way that we've, you know, that we do our churching. Um, and I think the biggest one is that there's much more to think about. There's much more to think about, especially when having to leave the home. Mm. And praise the Lord, Jen does a wondrously wonderful job of keeping track and managing all that. Like, what do we need? What's in need? What do we need to pack? What do I need to remember? Where mm. is that? Um, you need to be switched on to your child so they're not getting into the wrong places at church as well, like we're talking mm. about needing to be having part of your brain switched on to that. Um, yeah, the conversations I'm having with people have really changed as well. I think Jared mentioned the people that you're interacting with at Morning Church uh, are of similar mm. life stage. I think it's the mm. same with us as well, the conversations that I'm having. Um, you know, we're, I'm talking with another dad mm. and we're both, oh, where's your son? Oh, I can see him. Oh, there's Hugo. What's he doing over there with the bin? Sort of having a conversation around that. Um, yeah, so I think that's definitely changed. Mm. I, I find like the the dads or the mums with older kids, maybe when their youngest is just sort of just coming out of primary school and into high school, they act quite reminiscent. Like I find like there's this yeah, nostalgia road they live in, getting to hold Margot again and they're like, oh, she's like, oh, oh I remember when. Oh, I'm talking about Debbie. I'm talking about Diva <laughs> Debbie. No. But it happens, yeah, like Debbie does do it, but like there's lots yeah. that. That do it as well, yeah. or even not Wendy and Noel and that they, mm. or Wendy more and Noel, <laughs> but like yeah, 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 it's happened to us a few times. Even my mum does the same thing, like, but yeah, is it so grand? Maybe does it then make you think about how you will be at that point, like when my goes 15, 16, 17, you've got other kids, maybe, maybe not, mm. and you know. Yeah, the younger people in the church are starting to get married and have babies, and then you get to hold this new baby. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking. I'm not wishing away the years, hoping you know, hoping for that to happen soon. But I do look forward to that time of being like, oh yeah, yeah. Hugo used to, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or oh yeah, really. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, like the other day, I saw a photo, and I, I remembered how Margo would just like. Squawk like a pterodactyl. I remember that. And that, like, when they're that just fresh newborn, mm. they like just barely open their eyes and like start opening, closing their hands, and just like, oh, you just see it all before them. Yeah. And, like, honey, like, I can't believe, like, mm. like you're both grinning. I'm, re- I'm yeah, like, see, see, yeah. I think it must just be the same for them remembering when. So-and-so yeah. was that yeah. size. And I'm, I'm more mostly grinning because that'll be me soon. Yeah. And I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd I'm, I'm be like, yeah, can't wait to have another kid, you know, hold other people's babies, like, yeah, holding yeah. Your, your kids going, oh, it's a little baby, I can't yeah. wait. Now I've got one on the way, so. It is, yeah. It is just a, it's weird, like, Hallie's almost nine months old and I'm already like, oh, remember when she was... <laughs> <laughs> two days old and she just did you know she moved her hand funny and then we laughed about it and yeah you spend the so I think this is probably a good time to 
sing our first song. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. <laughs> Where? Down, down in, in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I mean, if you can find me someone who says doing church hasn't changed with them since having children, I'll be like, who are you? Spider-Man. What mythical world do you live in? New York City. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. New York, Narnia. Um, yeah, I think... Because, yeah, your... As you guys said, like, your perspective changes. Like, <laughs> you just... You see conversations differently. Narnia, Narnia. New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I heard it as soon as you said it. Swearing <laughs> that. Yeah, I think it's probably Josh, a good place to um. Josh, the big show tunes, man. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a speakeasy. Because <laughs> after you've been bitten by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> when you were bitten on the nipple by a dog, did you Spider-Man gesture? Nope. Nope. That doesn't make sense to do that. <laughs> Seems like a weird thing to do. So, Josh, if you were to summarise this conversation up in a sentence or two, how would you do that? Um, pressure. Pushing down on me. Pushing down on you. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's what I thought you were. Are you guys singing the same song or different songs? Oh, okay, no worries. I would say that since having a kid, church has got harder and different. Nice, Joe. Since having Hallie, my current one child. <laughs> uh, yeah, church has definitely become different um, and it is a different experience, but I am just constantly grateful that I now get to share that with Hallie and I get to watch her grow and learn within the church, Mm. even when I'm exhausted and the last thing I want to do is pay attention for 40 minutes to someone speaking. So if you want to become a faithful dad, which I do, Church is still important to go to. Whoa. You can't be on this podcast unless you are. A faithful then? Yes. I'll see myself out. Yeah, Thank you too. Too, Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to your dad's alive. <laughs> Josh is after hours, speakies. <laughs> no? <laughs> Fine. No, I love it. I've lost my train of thought. Choo-choo. Um, Hugo loves trains. <laughs> Dane. Choo-choo. Dane. Choo-choo. Dane. I can think of his like, choo-choo, choosy. <laughs> Dane. <laughs> good old Ralph Wiggum. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, church is good. Oh, you were saying if you want to be a faithful dad, which I do... Church is still an important thing to go to. Yes. 
good for your own relationship with Jesus, which is the most important <coughs> thing to work on if you want to be a good, faithful dad. Um, and that comes with interacting mm. with people who you wouldn't necessarily choose to, hearing from the Word of God, mm. and you're also exposing your child to other different people, which is, you know, those positive experiences. So that's what I would say. Mm. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on Faithful Dads this season. It has been such a wonderful experience for us, and it wouldn't have been half as fantastic without you. So, thanks! We hope you have enjoyed this season as much as we have. When we return for Season 2, we will start off with a conversation we had with our wives about marriage. We will also be chatting about how we're planning to look after our children's hearts, health, Christmas, and a few other topics. If you have any thoughts or ideas about what sort of topics you would like to hear us discuss, let us know via our Instagram or Facebook page at Faithful Dads Podcast. This is also where you will be able to find out when we will return for Season 2. So, keep your eyes peeled and we'll see you next season. We are three dads who are doing a podcast. We are three dads who are trying to be faithful, yeah. And women. <laughs> Everything happening. Webster's Dictionary is written by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What has been muck about and drop the Bible and tip over a cup of water? And mm. My opposition to heaven was all the singing. <laughs> that sort of like the. I'm on fire tonight. Oh, maybe it's a speakies. Pushing down on me. Pushing down on you. Like, it wouldn't be like, what? It's like, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I hear it. Oh.